0: Welcome everybody back to the channel you're on fan the flame podcast I'm your host Scott Tilly. I told you all I was elated for my next guest she is my beautiful talented gifted niece Hope Marriott and those are just a few things of what she is she is a follower of Christ first and foremost um she carries that that good looking Tilly Jean uh boys stay stay clear I'll come after you um But no, um, I am so excited. Um, I have been uh, blessed to be able to see her journey from birth, you know, Uh, and so obviously my sister's second child, and um, I'm just so elated to have her on and just to speak to the now generation is what we're calling this episode. It's not the next generation. As uh, my pastor, Pastor Michael Parati, says, this is the now generation in the youth that are carrying this flame of, of the kingdom of heaven. And there, and there, there are some, um, there's amazing followers of Jesus Christ and, and uh, they see things from a different perspective. That's one thing I honor about what's happening right now. And we can look at all the bad and all these other things that are going on, but there are um, young men and women in the faith that are believing for bigger and better things and are tackling life's um, problems and even carrying life's purpose in Christ Jesus. So, without further ado hope how are you girl
1: good how are you
0: i'm good so thankful that you uh have decided to come on and um be a part of the show yes so what have you been up to
1: so i'm a senior at desoto so i've been really involved um with cross country i have state this weekend um, which is really exciting so i've just been busy with running and stuff Um, and just kind of getting through senior year i have some hard classes Um, so I've spent a lot of time working on those, but, um, and like visiting colleges and stuff, um, to just see where the Lord's calling me next year, which has been really cool. So just mainly like running in school.
0: Yeah. So I saw that you were in Manhattan last weekend with your big bro who goes to school there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's another cool cat in this Marriott family. His name's Luke and maybe we'll have him on it sometime. But so what'd you do at K-State this weekend? You're taking the game.
1: Yes. So my friend, her family has season tickets. So we went to the game and um, I just watched the game. It was my first college football game, which is really cool. Um, and I really like the atmosphere there. And then one of my good friends who's in my Bible study um, is a freshman there. So um, I stayed with her overnight and then we went to church in the morning. It was just really like sweet, special time. And I also got to see like my cousins. A lot of my cousins go there. Um, and my brother, so I got to spend time with them, which is really fun.
0: That's so cool. So did, was there anything pulling on your heartstrings to head up to Manhattan in the, in the fall um, next year or what?
1: Yes, I definitely think it's one of my top choices. Um, I have a couple more colleges. Or actually I actually have one more college to visit um, in a couple weeks. And then after that, we'll see. But it's definitely in my top choices. So
0: very cool. We'll so see. so cross country state this weekend. Where are you going, girl? Where is it?
1: Rimrock. So it's pretty close.
0: Oh, okay. So yes. do you like that course? I mean, have you ran it before?
1: Yeah. So it's probably like, I think it's like my fifth time running it. So I know it pretty well. And we actually ran there today. Um, just to, like get a better feel for it. Um, it's really hilly. So that's the only thing that's a little rough about it, but I'm really excited. It's the last 5k ever in wow. high school.
0: So that's kind of sad. Bittersweet, bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So what's happening in the winter? What are you going to do there? What, what's your um, plans? i mean obviously school and all that fun stuff and finals yeah. and all that but
1: um i so i do track too so cross country kind of like we just kind of like go straight into winter training i have like two weeks off um and then i'll just start running again with my team so pretty cool. much like the same routine just a lot like easier training than like what i'm doing now
0: sure so no breaks for hope she's right into the next <laughs> Awesome. Yep. Well, hey, so I want to talk about a few things. Um, we're going to kind of tailor this episode around first, uh, first Timothy 412, where it talks about letting don't let anybody despise you in your youth. Um, and but before we get there, I want to know your story about how you came to Jesus, because some people, um, I think that they they like to hear where other people's testimonies are and how they came to know Christ and kind of see that if it aligns with theirs and and, 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 and as important, just getting another perspective of, you know, I mean, there, there's the crazy stories where people are like, I've had people on here that are like former drug dealers and gangbangers and probably have witnessed murders and, and, and almost got murdered. One of my buddies, Mike. And and then there's other people who, who have come to the knowledge of faith and in, in through other other um, circumstances. So I want to hear yours, kiddo. How, how did you come to the knowledge of Christ and and yes. not just coattail? you know mom and dad's faith but but build your own Mm -hmm. on the rock that is christ
1: yes i actually love this because i'm at camp right now i on calls a lot we're going through our testimony and like how to share it and stuff so perfect i'm excited but um so i grew up in a christian household uh, which was honestly like the biggest blessing like one of my like the greatest things i'm thankful for just like seeing my parents um pursue the lord so well like on Friday mornings, I always like go to school my dad's coming home from Bible study. And like every single morning when I wake up, my mom's in the living room doing her Devo and she'll like share things she learned with me. So just like growing up with um those parents um, has been just like the biggest blessing. Like I'm so grateful for them. Um And so with that, like growing up in the church, I constantly saw like people giving their lives to Christ. So when I was eight in like second grade, I gave my life to Christ. Um But I feel like it was it didn't really sink in, like, nothing changed, and I feel like, like, when you give your life to Christ, it should be, like, you know, a radical change, like, completely turning your life around, um, but it just wasn't that, and so, like, I feel like nothing really changed, I got baptized, I'm in fifth grade, and while, like, I feel like, for, like, how young I was, I was, like, really strong in, like, my faith as, like, um, an elementary school kid, but it wasn't until I went to Canica, so, backstory, I go to i I'm my church camp, I love it so much, um, and, when I went there it was the first time that like I really got like told like how like your own relationship with the Lord should look like and how it shouldn't come off your parents faith but like your own like your like own want to pursue the Lord um, and so at camp we have this night each year and it's called cross talk um, and they basically just go through like how God sent his son and like the depth of what Jesus did on the cross for um, us and then that like really opened my eyes to like what he did for me, and how he, like, wants to pursue me, and wants that relationship with me. Um, Sue was at camp, and I believe I was in seventh grade, when I, like, truly gave my life to Christ, because I was sitting there, like, kind of, like, oh, I don't know, am I going to heaven, am I not, but, like, Mm -hmm. so ready to do so. Um, so Sue was in, like, that moment, um, I'm pretty sure it was 2020, that I, like, truly was, like, okay, like, I'm gonna follow the Lord and pursue him, Um, so I went home from camp, like, on on fire for God, uh, but it kind of faded, like, I would still do my Bible studies and stuff, but um, it was just kind of like a to-do list, like, you know, check that off, do it just so I had to have like that pride that like I did it. Um, and I feel like I like struggle a lot with like pride, like, Oh, like at least I'm not doing these things and these mm-hmm. things and just kind of being like super proud and like what I wasn't doing as opposed to like, just like stripping that pride away and following Christ fully. Um, and so I came back to camp the next year, just kind of like broken and all over the place and just not like in true relationship with the Lord. Um, and it was in that moment that like, I was like, okay, well, I need to turn my life around, fully follow the Lord, and not just have, like, not use camp as my, like, place to, like, connect with Him. Um, Because it really shouldn't be that way. You know, like, you should be following and pursuing the Lord, like, being in a relationship with Him year round. Um, So, me and my best friend, Kate, like, she's my accountability partner. Don't know what I'd do without her. Like, literally, I don't think I'd be where I am today without her. Um, And so, we decided to do the Bible in a year. Um, And I started doing that. Um, and it was so cool. I was like learning so much. Um, and then that's when I started doing that, it was kind of when I started like, um, casting like just everything to the Lord, but it was also when I started like experiencing like various trials. So I like mm-hmm. struggled with spiritual doubts cause I was like learning so much and it was just like overwhelming. Um, and so I was like, i got to the point where I would get into the word and be like, Oh, I, I, don't believe anything I'm reading just cause I was like reading all these crazy things. Um, so it co- took a little bit to like work through that. Um, and I just had to have like my friends and camp friends that just like help me through that. At first I like, bottled up inside. Cause I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I believe my whole life. Like, why is it like
0: mm. just hitting
1: me all like at once? Um, then I got over that and, um, lost a lot of like friends and community towards the end of eighth grade. Um, but then like through like a lot of prayer and just like the Lord's faithfulness. I was able to gain just amazing community. Um, I have like my mentor Caitlin. She um, she's two years older than me. She was on my team. Um, I meet with her a lot. Um, and she's just super wise and great, um, a great person to like lead me with. Um, and then I just gained like so much great community um through my team. Like it was my sophomore year. My team started doing Bible studies and you could just tell like we were just super like our foundation was the Lord. Um, and then all of like those girls left because they were older than me. Um, so that kind of brings me to like um the present now. It's just kind of like Um, my team doesn't have those Bible studies, or, like, we're not as, like, rooted um, on, like, a foundation of the Lord, Um, so that's just been, like, I'd say my most recent struggle is just, like, um, I don't have as many, like, um, believers as my friends at school, and just so, like, I'd say right now I'm kind of at just, like, a place where I'm just praying that God will just allow me to, like, start those conversations um, with girls on my team and just, like, kind of understand that, like, yeah, like, I might not have, like, great Christian community at school, but like I can be like the light to those girls. Boom. Um so yeah, that's kind of where I am that's, at
0: now. But. so I want to just back back up just a minute. Okay. So that's a lot and it's been it's beautiful. Anybody everybody's testimony coming to the Lord is beautiful and and the pursuit. So you said two words that I, I, I was scratching down. That's why I was looking down over here because you said two words that automatically caught my ears. And you said <laughs> pursuit and accountability. And so when you're pursuing the Lord, Um, One of the things that that I always tell, whether it's youth or adults or whoever, whoever I'm mentoring or discipling, you know, one of the things I always say is like, when you're pursuing the Lord, all of hell is pursuing you because it's trying to turn you from the path of righteousness. And so I love that you knew in pursuit, you were going to need accountability. And Mm -hmm. I also know that there are, there are seasons in our lives, even as grown adults, I turned 42 weeks ago, eek, uh, (laughs) and, and like, We still uh, there's still seasons where the Lord kind of hides us in the in the cleft of the rock and and challenges us to still pursue Him even though we may not have those uh, stability blocks that we had before in other people. And what's crazy is when I heard you talking about this, I felt this in my spirit. Um, You know, you were talking about all your all your friends that are leaving and going to college and doing you know other things, and 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 I saw you like kind of leading these. These these other girls that are that are now um, in your circle of influence and kind of like so instead of and and, and you can pray about this like I just this is what I saw in my head was like, you kind of becoming those girls for other girls. Uh, you you becoming what they were for you to other people. And that's what discipling is all about. It's, it's, it's creating an atmosphere of change for people and like the Bible studies and and the prayer time and, and all this, and then, and then um, instituting what you've learned from the girls that were ahead of you and, and discipled you, and then you do it for somebody else. And so how beautiful it is the Lord that opened up this space for you to be able to grow in this and to be able to come to the knowledge of who he is and and who he's called you to be. And, Uh, I'm just, it it excites me because I talk to so many people that are older, that aren't chasing Jesus like you are. And just, and that doesn't look like that doesn't always look like going and grabbing a microphone and preaching in a church that, that looks like in your alone time, desiring time with him, spending time with him, reading scripture, doing your devotions, the things that you see your mother doing and your father doing coming from the house in the mornings. And, um, I'm so blessed to hear you say, because that was one of the things I want to hit before we go into this scripture is how important do you think it has been for you to have that foundation for mom and dad?
1: Um, I just think it's been super important because I truly feel like if I didn't have like that foundation that like they like showed me, and like that they like kind of like said, I'm like, like this is how I live my life. You don't have to live it that way. But like, look how it's like, been so good and gracious to me. Um, I don't know. I just feel like them laying that foundation, like I feel like I would not be the person I am today without like seeing that because like, I know if I, if I saw my parents do otherwise, I mean, there's a good chance I would have fallen on the, their footsteps. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like if they didn't like show that to me, I would be a completely different person. Cause like, although like my faith is my own, you're not going to know about like the Lord unless someone tells you about it. So mm-hmm. I feel amen.
0: Like- faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so when mom and dad are talking about or living it, you, you know, you have the capability to understand it and grasp it for yourself. And so, that's just so awesome! I thank you for sharing your testimony um, with yep. with the viewers and and with those who are going to stumble across this podcast. I just know it's going to do great for the youth to hear this. That was kind of my heart behind this was that I, I pray that the youth take this seriously. And here's the beauty about the Word of God: when spoken in any context, it gets out to the people. And so there might be a fifty year old that stumbles across this, and that's what I want to talk about with this scripture because there's power in Christ. No matter if you're two or two hundred years old, the power of Jesus is still available for all and so the, the the scripture that most everybody probably already knows that we're going to run to is from first timothy four twelve, and it says that let no one look down in your youthfulness on you in your youthfulness but rather in speech conduct love faithfulness and purity or in spirit and purity show yourself an example of those who believe and so this is a absolute beautiful product of god's nature through anyone who would come and call upon his name who would repent of their sin put their faith in Christ and believe that he is who God said he is. And he is um, who God says he's going to be. Uh, and he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And so with that hope, what do you think? So there, there's there's, uh, there's one, two, three, four, there's five things spoken of in this verse in 1 Corinthians 4.12. And we're, I just kind of want to break these down for you personally. What has it meant for you to, you know, because I think that as a younger a younger girl, uh, and you're not, you know, you're growing into your own, you're going to college next year, but it's easy to say, well, that pastor up there, he's 50 years old and he's been preaching for 30 years. What do I have to off- offer the world as a, as a young quote unquote kid or whatever. And I think that you have the ability through the grace of Christ to look past those barriers and past those walls. And so these are just some of the things that I would love to just for you to share your heart on the first one being speech. You know, it says, um, but in speech show yourself an example so what has been kind of the example that you've led in speech you think that well that Christ has um blessed you with the ability to do in speech to be able to to show yourself and his example to other people
1: yeah I would just say like um I've like pray about this daily just so, like when I go to school that like the Lord will use like my the things I say to like glorify him mm-hmm. um and I just feel like having the Holy Spirit in me um every time like I'm about to snap at someone or say something I shouldn't say, like I feel his conviction and just him telling me like, hope, like you're supposed to speak in love and like mm. um, glorifying him and everything I say. And just like, I mean, like our time on earth is so short and like eternity is so long. So what we do on earth matters and like the things we say like impact others. Cause even like I have friends who aren't believers and it's like, I don't want to like, you know tell them something or like push something on them too much to where they want to turn from the lord so i feel like that's something that's like super crucial is like especially when we're sharing the gospel because like our words can either turn someone completely towards christ or like completely away Mm from him um so just making sure that like everything that i'm saying is like glorifying him um and also just like soft and like able to like get to people with that and even like um, with that, I feel like, um, especially like in the youth, um, like just like cussing and like just saying super mean things are just like super like present. I'm um, so just making sure like like the, God tells us in the Bible, like no foul language should come from our mouth. So just um. making sure that like what I'm saying is like um, not dishonoring him or others and like just respecting others. And obviously I'm not good at it. Like I fail every day, but just um, being aware of that um, and just making sure I'm glorifying him with my words.
0: Sis, that is so good. I want to share something with you because this is how God works. You ready for this? These Mm -hmm. are my notes. Okay. And some of y'all can see that some of y'all can't, but I want you to see like here on the first one speech, uh, what she just covered was from Ephesians 429. I had that written down and I did not share these notes with her, by the way, the only thing she knew was that we were going to talk about first Corinthians 412. 12. I don't think I told her I was going to have her share her testimony. I think my sister and I talked about that earlier in a text message. I was going to spring that on hope, but, uh, there was just a few things I talked about the now generation with her in a text message, I sent her, but I said nothing about Ephesians four twenty nine, and it says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And that's what immediately I thought of when I, I saw speech, I'm like, okay, we got to talk about Ephesians four twenty nine because it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And that's not just cussing. That's not just watching my tongue and not saying something's going to offend somebody, but it's, it's also a way that's going to build people up. Like when we say the right things, when we speak the right things, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, when, when we, when we um, prophesy the right things over people's life, it's edifying them, it's building them up and it's, and it's bringing them into the knowledge of how Christ sees them. And so I love that you said that about the non-believers because you know, I've always looked at it like this. Since I've become um, a Jesus freak, as some would label me or, or whatever, um, when I left that old life behind me, Um, one of the things that, that I stuck with me was this quote that, uh, sometimes your life is the only Bible that some people are ever going to read. And, and so how we speak matters and and what we say to others matters. So, so thankful that we aligned on that one. I had a feeling we might like, and then you just shot it out. And I'm so praise God for that. Um, so so good. We're not just aligned in DNA. We're aligned in, in heaven's DNA. So that, that's that's so awesome. Um, so that kind of goes into this next one um with conduct. Okay. So so how does Hope Mariah and how would you advocate conduct for the believer? Because this is this is a letter to Timothy Paul's protege at the church in Ephesus, I believe, which was you know, just a little history lesson, which was like the biggest church in the world at that time. And Paul was kind of, he was building Timothy up and basically telling him, Hey, keep going. You're young, but don't let that ever be an issue, ever be a barrier in your way because you have the, the Holy spirit. Like you said earlier, you said, I have the Holy spirit in me. And and there's no JV Holy spirit, like the JV Holy spirit is who he says he is. Whether you've received Christ at eight or 80, you have the same spirit. And so, uh, with that conduct, how does that play in your life or how does that, um, conduct, how would you say that we are to glorify God through conduct in living inside our means of Christ?
1: Yeah. Um, for that, do you mean just kind of like how we like set an example of like living for Christ daily?
0: Yes. Yes. Like, like your, the way that you move, the way that you navigate life, um, as a believer, uh, your conduct, your, uh, what you're doing, the things that you're kind of doing, um, for him and for the kingdom.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, For that, I would just say uh, just making sure that my actions are glorifying him. So, like, I mean, as a high school, I feel like daily we're hit with, like, all these different things. Like, people are going and partying or just, like, doing all these things that just aren't glorifying him and just kind of understand, like, this life is temporary. And like, yes, those things are going to be tempting. And like, there are going to be times where I'm like, oh, this looks so fun. Like, oh, I wish I could do this. But I just understand like our role in life, it's not to go have fun and like try to find these other things to like fulfill you. Because I mean, I've tried countless times to like find fulfillment through other things. and It's never going to work. So just like, I feel like honestly, it's like good to go through those different temptations and go through those different trials. Cause then you'll realize, Oh, like that's not going to fulfill me the Lord's going to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure I'm walking out, like walking through my life. Like, yes, like I'm going to have these temptations, but God understands. I mean, he was in like the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, mm-hmm. went through every temptation. Like he knows what we're going through and just understanding that as I walk through life. Um, and then I would just say like living in a way that, um, just glorifies him and just surrounding myself with people who push me to do that
0: yes so good so good so so it's it's the behavior in which we navigate mm-hmm. life and I, I probably should have led with that but you hit it right on the head you're exactly right it, it's the way that we walk with Jesus that it, it matters you know mm-hmm. I've, I've I can't count how many times I've heard people say and I'm not condemning or judging anybody because I used to live this way Um, yeah, I know Jesus. I've heard the stories. I believe what he did, but my life looked nothing like his, and there was producing no fruit from what I was saying. I absolutely believed. And so behavior is everything. Jesus said, Jesus went as far to say, you'll know my followers by their fruit. Right. And by the way that they love one another, which is, you know, what we're going to go into in a minute, but yeah, that's so good. Um, that that's important to you because just as well as um the world wants to entice us with these things. You know, I know you're familiar with the culture and, and what's going on and, and the music that's out there. And, and at the end of the day, people are scared to use words like this. I'm not obviously, but uh, a lot of it's just demonic and it, and it's, it's, it's changing. The culture is constantly changing to fit the narrative of sin and what sin wants. And God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. What he said Was wrong then is what's wrong now. And what he says, what's good then is good now. And so, um, yeah, I, I love that because I'm, I'm, I I'm aware of just instances that people are there. They want the riches of Christ, but they also want to have one foot in the world. And so they're, they're really missing so many blessings on, on how they're, um, not just, a lack of pursuit in Christ, but just falling into kind of these temptations that you talked about earlier. And I do believe that too. You said, I think it's good to go through trials and it's, Mm -hmm. it's temptations can even build us to stronger places. Like uh, Jesus said Mm -hmm. that he was tempted in every single way yet without sin. So it's not like we don't have the blueprint on how to act when we are tempted. And so, Mm -hmm. so good. Thank you for just keying off on that. And or teeing off on that. And, and as we uh, go forward, so love is the next one. Um, and what, what do you think about love? Like uh, there's a certain verse that I was thinking of with love and and you might, you might think of another one. There's the, the whole Bible is a love letter from God to his creation, but what do you think about? Um, so when it, when it talks about, let no one look down on you, you know, in, in your youth, but let you know, um, show yourself an example through love. How how do you personally show yourself an example through love and how do you advocate that for others?
1: Um, I would just say, uh, like just loving everyone for who they are and like, no matter what they've done, past, present, future, just loving them. But also I think a big thing, um, that I've learned this past year is like loving others, but not like confirming their like mm. sins. Cause I feel like it's so easy to just be like, Oh, like it's okay. Like, don't even worry about it. I love you. But like, there's things like that we just can't confirm to. Like, we can love people, but it's completely different when you are just like, okay, yeah, that's okay. So, I feel like that's also good where like accountability comes in is like my best friend, Kate, like if she catches me stumbling or doing something, she's not going to be like, oh, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. She's going to be like, hope I love you. So, here's what needs to be fixed. Yes. So, I feel like that's um, a big thing. And just also like understanding, um, like God's love for you and how he like sent his one and only son to die for us like Jesus died on the cross for us and Mm -hmm. just there's so much power in that um so just knowing that like he loves us so much so like it's our job to like love others with the love that he gave us because non-believers aren't gonna have that love um that we have with God and so it's like so important for us to like show that love to them, but also not like confirm what they're doing, which I feel like it's definitely a hard thing. Something I'm trying to work on because it's just like, you have to find a balance in that.
0: That's so, so good. So good because I love how you immediately went back to accountability because I think some people blanket love. They throw that word out there and it's just like, anything goes, live your truth, do what you want to do, follow your heart, which is deceitful and wicked above all things. Who can understand it, right? We're supposed to follow Jesus and he changes our heart. But that's so good because I think that we do get that way. We get to a place of like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, and I say it like this, and I preach this from behind the pulpit. You know, the only people offended by the gospel are those that aren't living it. And so I, I was one of those people before I knew Christ. I know a multitude of people that were. But once you understand what true love is, and like you said, true love is the Lord sending his one and only son to die for the entire world's sin. That is true love wrapped in a blanket. That is love. And so when we when we grasp just a grain of that understanding, it truly changes us to a place where, like you said, your best friend Caitlin, when you're stumbling, or Caitlin is is um in a position to check you and you love her enough that you've given her that permission. Like, hey, if you see me messing up, you better call me out. And she expects the same from you. And that is love because. Love is God. God is love, but love is also correcting. It, it it challenges us to correct things in our lives because God does not want second best for us. He wants the best for us. And so there's a verse that I tied to this one in love, and we can go to First Corinthians and we can we can uh, define what love is: patient, kind, all those things that we speak about every wedding we've ever been to. Uh, but I wanted to, to to highlight Philippians one verse nine, and it says, "And this I pray again, our apostle Paul." Most likely um, he's possibly in jail at this time. He says, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensible discernment. That's a mouthful. But well, Paul's saying that he wants our love to grow. He wants it to abound. And as we do those things that you talked about earlier, spending time with the Lord, getting alone with him, worshiping on our own, hanging out with other believers, growing in our faith, growing in discernment and all these things, love is just a byproduct of the nature of Christ. So when we invite his spirit to come and be, uh, you know, come to encompass us, then love just should um, come out of us. And so, that is good, and, and love looks like many different things it's not just one thing I mean there's at least seven different types of love that I've spoken on, I think, in another episode in regards of the Greek term of what you know how many different kinds of love there is, and so probably for another time but uh, but, but love is just that word that I think you know we get it gets thrown around Hollywood love, you see it in the movies, and it's like you know that's not real like it, you know and so i I love how um you I love how you started with the accountability, but it always builds, you know, on to the next thing. And so um, love endures till the end. That's what the word says. And and, it, and we should abound in it. It should be growing in us as we grow in Christ. So awesome. So uh thanks for that. Okay, next one. So this says faith, but it also could be instituted in spirit. I actually want to read this. I want to read first Timothy four twelve from um the amplified classic i just really really like uh this version i think it just it's kind of a comprehensive note on each verse that just really sticks out to me um and i wasn't super smart in school like you so i um i have to i have to fully rely on the lord to to be smart for me when i speak so um so it it says um Oh, goodness, I went to the wrong one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in 1 Corinthians. I should have had my Bible open to this. 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. So it's, it says in uh, the Amplified Classic version, it says, let no one despise or think less of you because of your youth, but be an example, a pattern for the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and then also other, uh, again, other versions say spirit. And so what about faith, Hopi? What do you so so faith, hope, and love remain, and the greatest of these is love, but um faith, what does faith look like to you? Because we know that faith without works is dead, right? As the word says. So what does it look like to you personally and how do you perceive that God would have you live out your faith?
1: Um, <clears throat> I would just say the Lord's really helped me like live out my faith. Um, not through my actions, um, but just through the opportunities that I've gotten. Um at my camp, uh, we have like princesses um and chiefs in each year, um, two girls and two guys um get this opportunity. Um and so I was like fortunate enough um to be one of the princesses this year. And I feel like it's just helped me um live out my faith more as I get on these calls weekly. Um and they just give us so much information on how to go out and live our faith. Um, and just kind of great reminders of, um, like this world is temporary and like, that's our job, um, to do so. So I feel like just being in the word daily and like in that prayer life, um, even if I'm not able to like directly tell someone about my faith, um, just like by the way I act and speak that they would just see something different about me. And like, I pray for that daily. Um, and then also just like with faith, um, just like putting my full trust in him, I feel like when I like truly, um, when I truly am able to put my full faith and trust in him, I can just see him like working in my life in like so many different ways. But like, he's just so faithful um, through friendships and just like my day to day life of how like, I have like having no control over my life. It's scary, but it's like one of the greatest things. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like he does a great job of just showing me that like, I'm going to go through these things, but um, putting my trust in him will result in like far better things than putting my trust in the world um, and other things that will fill me.
0: Amen. You guys heard that, that that's deep. That's super deep because I love how you alluded, like you started the whole thing off with um, it's, it's, it's a, like, it's a gift. I mean, in less words, you said that like faith is a gift from God. He gives us the ability to believe. He gives us the ability to believe for things. And I think that faith and belief are married. They're they're together. And so your faith kind of institutes what kind of life that you're going to live. We can read about faith. The fathers of faith, father Abraham, go to Hebrews chapter 11. It's the hall of faith as I like to call it. It's the hall of fame of faith. And it has all these men and women who um, we have examples of how to live a life surrendered solely to christ i mean these are these are men and women who died believing in the gospel of christ and many of them died because they believed in the gospel of christ and they were they were telling the world about it and it's it's so it's so big as a believer that we understand faith because without it we have we don't have our being we don't have we don't have movement for the kingdom and in the kingdom without faith, because that's kind of what it alludes to when it says faith without works is dead. If you have faith in something, if you have faith to believe something, you're actually going to move your feet to see that thing happen. Um, And because I think that some people get the definition of faith, which is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen yet. And then they just sit back and they wait and they go, well, you know, I have the faith to believe that God's going to do it, but they never, really step forward in faith with Christ Jesus to be able to do what he's asking to do. And, and so one of the things that I was thinking about with this specific um, word faith was from, is from Hebrews eleven sixteen, And it says this, it says, but truth, um, but the truth is they were yearning and aspiring to be better and more desirable country. That is a heavenly one for that reason. God is, not ashamed to be called their God, even to be surnamed by God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for he has prepared for them a city. And so then it goes, that's just kind of to give a reasoning to, to verse 17. And it says, by faith, Abraham, when he was put to the test, while the testing of his faith was still in progress, had already brought Isaac for an offering, who he gladly received and welcomed God, God's promise and was ready to sacrifice his only son. So we know the story of Abraham and Isaac, where God asks Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, on the altar. And he takes him up the mountain and Isaac starts asking questions. And and Abraham basically said the Lord will provide. But this man had the faith to believe that if he took his son on this journey and if he struck him with that knife to kill him, because we know as he began to bring his arm down, God said, Abraham, do not kill him. But he had the faith to believe that even if he went through with this, that God was going to raise him from the dead because Abraham knew this is kind of a little Bible lesson. Abraham knew God's promise before him and he had faith in God and in that promise that through Abraham, a multitude of nations was going to be birthed. And this was his only son besides for the illegitimate child, um, which is another story for another time. But faith motivates us. It moves us. It disciplines us to move forward with what we've been given in Christ Jesus and to live a godly life and like you said before it doesn't happen without the Holy Spirit anything good you see in us is a gift from God and faith is one of those things we see people with great faith to believe for the impossible and we can believe for the impossible awesome awesome okay the last thing I want to talk about and I kind of want to get into some culture stuff with this so um I it it can be touchy you know, to some people, but those of us that are living by faith, we're not really worried about it. So I want you to feel free to say what you think you need to say um, on this next one, but purity. Okay. So it's the last thing that Paul talks about in this specific verse to Timothy. And he's saying, live your life in purity, Timothy, live your life in all these things in speech and conduct and love and spirit and faith and in purity for you. 17 year old when do you when do you turn 18, by the way? I no, don't tell me. May May, right? Oh. <laughs> Is it May? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I and mean, you probably said that. Okay. So 17-year-old so girl in a six-a school in Kansas City, Kansas. Yes. What does that look like for you? And you know, there's there's a multitude of different ways we could go with this, but I want to know what you mm-hmm. think what that what comes to your mind with that message of purity. And and being pure and all those things like what does that look like for you and how do you advocate that because you have a way to tell a story and to tell people what's right uh, in a very loving and caring way because generally you do care about the people's eternity. And so purity is one of those things that we're supposed to carry as believers. How do you navigate that at 17 years old when the culture is going crazy right now to try to do everything it can do to get you to turn to the ways of the enemy. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts on this.
1: Yes. So I feel like purity, it's definitely like a touchy subject. Um, I feel like it's tossed like a lot around like in high school, um, but not talked at from like a biblical perspective. Um, I mean, like God tells us like we're supposed to like remain sexually pure uh, until marriage. Um, Obviously, like I'm not in a relationship or anything. So that's not something that like I've had to deal with. But just like when I think about that um, and just like finding like someone to date and stuff like that's something I like look for in a guy is like a godly man who um, Mm -hmm. like not only respects my decision for purity, but also has made that decision too. Um, And then like just with that, even like when you're not um, dating, just like surrounding yourself with people who have the same beliefs as you because obviously temptations are there. And when you surround yourself with people who are going to tempt you, then like, I mean, you are who you hang out Mm -hmm. with. So Mm -hmm it can like tempt you and stuff. Um so just like even not being in a relationship and stuff like purity I also think of it and like um what you listen to and like how you act. Uh I mean there's so many like songs and um shows and stuff that just don't glorify God. Um and while it is like it can be super hard cuz you know some songs they're just catchy like yeah. I want to listen to them, you know. Um but then it's like you know like when I go on a run like I'd rather listen to like, you know, maybe some good rap or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I understand like what's going through your head. Like that's going to like stay in your head. I mean, like I'll have like, I'll listen to songs and like that song will be in my head all the time. So I kind of have to decide like, do I want some like rap, terrible song in my head? Or do I want like a worship song in my head? So just kind of like remaining pure of that. And then just like the things I watch, making, making sure like um, the shows I watch are good. Like, I mean, I've even had situations where I've like, my friends had like listened to music and I just had to leave, leave like the mm-hmm. room because I'm just like, this is not glorifying God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something like I want to have like in my head. So I feel like that kind of because I feel like the world is just constantly going to throw at you things that aren't pure. So you just kind of have to decide for yourself.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's exactly where I was praying you would go. Like, you know, we think about it like the first thing you thought about. That's the first thing that comes to our mind. Right. But the thing is, it's, it's what we're allowing in. It's mm-hmm. what we're seeing. It's what we're listening to. It's what we're hearing. It's what we're around. And so that's why I think it's very careful that or very, we should be very careful that we're guarding our heart, that we're guarding our eyes, that we're guarding our ears, because you heard it guys out of the mouth of a 17 year old female, like she gets it. I see a grown adults that come to me all the time and they're asking for Hey, uh, do you think I have, you know, a demon or do you think, you know, whatever, like, what do you think is going on with me right now? And I'm like, that's the first thing I asked them. What do you watch? What are you into? What are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with? What are you doing? Like that's that could attract the enemy. And so I think that that is so, so big that you, that you realize that at such a young age, because I didn't, I didn't. And, and, you know, I wasn't pursuing Jesus like you are at your age. And so I love listening to a perspective of of a young, beautiful, amazing, talented, youthful niece of mine whom is pursuing Jesus and seeing the blessings from doing that. And a lot of that really does have to do with you just choosing to stiff arm those temptations and those things and those songs. And they are catchy. I find myself doing the same thing at 40 years old. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'll be halfway through a song. i will be like, oh, shoot, this is probably not going to be good for my ears. (laughs) This is not glorifying God. So if you're watching this or hearing this, we're not condemning anybody. Every single one of us has fallen short, has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the beauty is, is like Hope said, we could be in the middle of that and know like the conviction of the Holy Spirit hits and you're like, yeah, I probably need to turn from this and, and you know, even leave the room, like she said, if if the music isn't glorifying or 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 lifting up our savior and you don't have to go listen to him hymn, hymns all day long. Good grief. There's there's some amazing, amazing Christian rap artists out there. And there's amazing this amazing more coming up, you know, and there's some amazing worship music out there. Um, but again, within that, what I've noticed is. Some of those, um, and this is probably another topic for another time, but some of those uh, genres deemed uh, Christian music, some of those are just like, "Mm, you can feel that too in your spirit. Like I don't think that that's something Jesus would do or say or listen to or um, any of that. So, yes, that, that word pure, that word purity, it's not something that we need to dodge and not talk about. Good grief. Like This is something that's real. It's in our face in a culture where they're promoting Doja Cat but, but canceling Tim Tebow, like there's a problem. And so we have to come to the knowledge of truth. And the truth is as believers, those things that the world has to offer for us just aren't for us. And I'm so blessed to know sis, that you're, that you're just pursuing all these things with, with a passionate heart and and with a heart wide open for Jesus. And I I just, I see such great things for you, kiddo. I, I see, the sky's the limit, you know your sister and I talk about you and your brother a lot, you know, and I pray for you all the time and um I think it's i'm excited there's so many people that look at your generation and they go, these kids are lost they're never going to figure it out, but then I go, wait a minute there there's flamethrowers like my niece that that aren't scared right. to stand up for truth and righteousness and that's who I'm banking on. I'm not banking on the culture that's, that's hooked line and sinker for the kingdom of darkness. I, I'm banking on the yeah. culture that that is chasing Jesus. And I see, I see your generation, the youth of your generation in, in a movement for Jesus. So big mm-hmm. that the world has yet to experience. They've never seen what's coming. And, and I, I don't know if I'm prophesying or just looking into the future, like seeing, right. but I I'm telling you the end time harvest when Jesus comes and, And takes his bride home they're going to have to be led by somebody and and if and if adults aren't going to do it you know the the youth will and there's some amazing adults doing some amazing things your parents are one of them their ministry is absolutely pivotal in you and your brother's walk and because of their faithfulness like you said you've created your own relationship with jesus but that foundation was set through people that genuinely cared about your eternal salvation and I love that and I love family and, and I love that I get to share this space with you guys. And, Me um, too. and I can't wait to see what the Lord has for you um, in, in the future. I know it's great things for you and your brother. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for you, sis. Um, do you have any, any closing remarks, anything you want to say um, or talk about Um uh, cause we, we covered my notes, but I'm, I'm good to yeah. do whatever, whatever you see fit.
1: Um, no, I think it was great. Thank you so much for having me. It was
0: sure. so awesome. Sure. Well, let me pray over you yes. and then we'll we'll jump off here. Okay. Jesus, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for the time you give me with my awesome niece. I thank you for the, the anointing Lord that you put on her life. I thank you that she is, um, a flamethrower, a torchbearer for your kingdom. And she is, her light is burning bright. God, I thank you that even though she, is sometimes concerned about what she says or doesn't say that by the way she's living her life, she is speaking. She is speaking loudly by the way that she's living her life. Even if words don't come out, her actions, her deeds, her, her purity, her love, her conduct, her speech, her faith is speaking a loud, loud word. And so that is all to your glory, God. That's all to honor you. It's all to give you your due glory and so as she navigates life and its purpose and what you blessed her to be able to do i pray that she knows that what you ask her to put her hands to will prosper in jesus name and i ask for this generation that you're rising i pray a blessing over them i pray that that your banner over them would rise in this hour god and, and that they would know and they'd come to the knowledge that they carry good fruit from from your kingdom and, and that you would continue to just just fan into flame the gifts that you've given her god and remind her that she is loved, that she is, uh, you, you don't love her any more or any less on any given day. You love her with the entire being that you carry and that you are. And I thank you for her mom and her dad, um, who are amazing role models, who are amazing Christian um, kingdom chasers and kingdom dwellers. And I ask that you would bless them and keep them as well, God. Continue to show us great and mighty exploits in your name. Bless them keep them in Jesus mighty name. We pray these things. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I love you, kiddo. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out. We'll be in touch. I'll get this out uh, next Tuesday. So make sure you're telling your friends.
1: I will. Yes.
0: All right. Have a good night. You too. See ya.